ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315 with Brian Higgins. All right, rolled along here on this Wednesday. Back here for the last uh, 10, 15 minutes or so to uh, wrap up the hour and wrap up the program uh, for the day. And uh, with that, we will bring on our uh, good friend from The Athletic, covers the Giants, uh, actively covering the Giants as we speak. Uh, Charlotte Carroll is on with us. Uh, Welcome, Charlotte. And uh, you're just out of the locker room. You've been in there talking with the Giants. So what's cracking today? What, What was the big news out of the Giants locker room today? Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Um, big news, big news. Hmm, I would say probably injuries. Um, you know, that's probably top of everyone's mind for this game. Uh, Brian Dable's hope is that everyone is kind of just it was the same as it was yesterday on the injury report. They're all looking forward to hopefully playing this weekend. You know, there's some names on there. We spoke with Aziz Odilari, and he's, like, really hoping to get out, get out there um, after he had to exit. Uh, Sunday's went over the Vikings, so we'll see what happens. It would feel like uh, Aziz is, uh, you know, the most serious one, right? That that happened to the game. I know the Giants went into the last week. <laughs> like literally, the injury report was empty. There was no names on it, which is basically uh, unprecedented. So it feels like Aziz is is the main one to monitor for the rest of the week, right? Exactly. Yeah, Pinnock and uh, Adori are off. They're full participants off today's injury report. Um, and there's a couple other names. Uh, the severity, not quite sure, but they were all limited participants. So I think, you know, they're hopefully in good shape for the weekend. Yeah, Dory Jackson made his return last week against the Vikings and uh, did very well. He was covering Justin Jefferson most of the game, and uh, Jefferson well below his averages. So a credit to Jackson and the defensive game plan there. And, you know, Charlotte, looking back to the win at Minnesota, you know, what stood out most to me is you could tell, like, there was very specific game plans. Like, the offensive game plan was really based around Daniel Jones and getting him on the move and, and, you know, the game was in his hands. Felt like on defense, you know, it was the opposite of what what Wink Martindale normally does. It was not aggressive. It was, you know, specifically designed to do stuff. What did it say to you that how committed the Giants were to, I guess, the plan they went in with on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon? I think it speaks to, to the coaching staff and their ability to adapt for what the situation calls for. I mean, Wink gets all this credit for being magician kind of crazy blitz packages, um, but he's a good coach. I mean, he's going to do what he needs to do to win in, in whatever way that is. Um, and he's smart. He's obviously been around the league for a while, so there's, there's these different things that they're able to do. Um, so I think it's a testament to the coaching staff. Yeah, and then, you know, Daniel Jones, so this is essentially back-to-back games for him. I, I think not. obviously he didn't play in the last Philly game, but you know, the last real game of the regular season, Daniel was great. And then even better this game. It feels like the Giants have this guy that there was not any organizational faith in, and really for good reason, uh, a year ago. He just played his best career game, I think without question, in the most important game uh, of his career. This has become a story that's almost unlike anything we've seen before. Yeah, I know. Giants fans are loving it, and they're going to have to having to eat their words a little bit based on what they, they said earlier in his career. It's really fascinating. I actually kind of wrote a story about him last week and was able to talk to his college coach, David Cutlass, who are a former coach at Duke and his trainer. And they're just seeing the Daniel that they've known for years. It's just kind of finally all the pieces they're putting together. Um, and again, with the coaching staff, they've unlocked the right things. But to them, Daniel's always been this guy who's been cool, calm, and collected in the moment. Um, he just happened to have that performance now on the biggest stage with everything kind of shaping up and shoring up. Yeah, it feels like we keep revisiting the same question because, you know, this was the question uh, before the season. We didn't think it would matter specifically right now, but is this making, you know, the off season 
you know, questions and decisions they got to make with Daniels. This may get it easier when you see what the guy did uh, last week. That uh, all right, let, let's just give the guy the contract and move on with life. Yeah, I think at this point he sticks around. I think barring anything insane, that's what happens. The question is now, like, what kind of a contract will he get? And, you know, those are problems for me in the offseason. Well, plenty of time to deal with that. Um, but it's not a matter of if he stays. I think it's a matter of how much. Yeah, how much and how long, and we shall see yeah. in the offseason. I think both of those numbers are, are higher than they were, yeah. uh, you know, three or four months ago, certainly probably even uh, than a month ago. Charlotte Carroll from The Athletic is with us. We're talking uh, Giants here, Giants-Eagles this week. And, man, I mean, the, the first meeting was in just a beatdown at, at MetLife. Uh, the game uh, a couple weeks ago, the Giants didn't play anyone that mattered, and yet they almost uh, snuck that one out. But what do you take, Charlotte, out of the, the first two meetings with the Eagles that you think might apply here this weekend? I think they're so different just because you look at the personnel that was on the field. So it's really going to be a fresh start. I mean, the first one, there was no Dory, there was no Xavier. So those are two key guys in the secondary who can make a difference. Um and then, obviously, the last one, you weren't working with the regular offense and, and obviously the, the regular defensive starters either. So I, I think the biggest thing that I took out of those is just going to be the pressure that Philly gives, and it's going to really the game will be one on the line um, for both you know, the, the Giants' offensive line trying to protect Daniel Jones and then also the Giants' defensive line, which has just been so impressive and such a stalwart of this team, what they can do to really get at Hurts and, and kind of make a difference there. And yeah, and you look at the Eagles. Lane Johnson, you know, he's playing through a groin or, or some kind of injury right now. Don't know mm-hmm. uh, his status or health level. You know, assuming he does play, you know, what percentage is going to be at? And he's one of the best tackles in the league. And Hurts injury. You know, when you combine that together, it's not right. It's not the same Eagles team. It feels like the Giants faced a month ago in that first meeting. Exactly. Yeah, I think the question of what Hurts will be able to do is a fascinating one. I mean, it's a playoff game. They're competitors. He's going to want to do what he can. But you look at their last game, which was against the, the Giants, they really limited him, and he wasn't taking those designed runs that he normally does. So will those be in play this week? Um, will the, the Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams be able to really get at him? I think it's going to be fascinating. This, uh, Charlotte, we mentioned this is your first year covering the Giants in, in the league, and this is going to be a Saturday night rivalry playoff game in Philadelphia. <laughs> what are you expecting the atmosphere of this game to be like? Well, I think Brian Dable said it best when he used the word hostile. <laughs> um, Eli Manning was joking about it on the Manning cast this week and just how, how welcoming those fans can be to Giants fans um, and Giants players. So I think it's going to be a great environment. I was so, like, it's hard to not be, like, caught up in the moment, especially with the Vikings game and the pregame pageantry that they have with the skull chant and how loud those fans were. Like, granted, that was indoors at the Dome. So I'm really excited to see what the, what the Eagles fans bring and, and what that environment's going to be like. Unfortunately, because Eagle Stadium's outdoors, we don't maybe get the full experience like how we did at the Vikings stadium where we get to kind of feel the crowd um, but I'm sure it's going to be really exciting. Uh, somehow those fans, they make themselves felt one way or another, roof or not there uh, in, in Philly. is a, It's going to be a heck of an interesting game. And, uh, you know, you look at the three of the last four in the NFC, it's the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants. It, it tells you what this division has been. You know, in hindsight, we've been talking about the Giants all year. Are they good enough for the playoffs? Can they sneak in? What are they going to do? Now they're in the deepest division in the NFC. How much do you think that's prepped them for this moment? Like these three teams playing each other all season to get ready for this weekend. Yeah, no, I think it's been it's been huge. <laughs> I mean, that 
three teams remaining. Uh, Giants have had to face them from twice each. So I think there are two other teams remaining, I should say, and the Giants have had to play them twice. I think it's really fascinating. And, and the Giants' troubles that they've had all season with injuries and kind of rotating personnel has been, I think, a really good prep, too, for what they've been able to face. And they have confidence of someone like Cordell Flott, who came in like the last quarter, the very mm-hmm. last couple plays, and he's able to make a huge tackle and to kind of help end the game. So I think it's it's really fascinating, not only from the, the NFC East perspective, but then also Giants injury history. Yeah, I think uh, with Cordell, I think they said that was literally like the first or second like main defensive play yeah. been in the whole game, and he makes the tackle. You're right, that essentially uh, won the game. Uh, lastly, Charlotte, as we're, we're up against it here time-wise, uh, what are we looking at for you for uh, the rest of the week? What uh, what are we going to re- be reading from Charlotte on The Athletic in the next couple of days? <laughs> I've got a fun one coming later this week, so keep an eye out. I'm not going to get too spoily with that and, and spoil the surprise, um, but that should be out hopefully uh, tomorrow or Friday, so we'll see. All right. We like fun. We'll check that yeah. out uh, either tomorrow uh, tomorrow late or Friday early. We'll be looking for that. All right, uh, Charlotte, good stuff. Uh, enjoy the game uh, this week. Should be a fun one, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks so much for having me on, as always. That is Charlotte Carroll, covers the Giants for The Athletic. She and her great partner, Dan Duggan, will be there on a Saturday evening. Giants and the Eagles, of course, you can listen to the game right here on a Saturday night near Q's home for the New York football Giants. And with that, we arrive at the end of our program today. Here's what's on tap tonight. What is on tap tonight? There's no more lights on the lake. That's not on tap. And tell you uh, our good friends at ICM Controls and Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks, they're always on tap. Always on tap. Um, college basketball tonight. There have been more thrilling nights. Like Providence and Marquette is the only ranked v. ranked game in the country. That's at 9 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. That's uh, woohoo. Battle for the Commonwealth in the ACC, 7 o'clock on ESPNU, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. That's a pretty decent game. I guess that's on tap. Not a big night for things being on tap across the college basketball world. No NFL until Saturday. College football is done. Light night for things being on tap. But we'll go Virginia Tech and Virginia. On tap on the show uh, tomorrow, we'll talk Bills with Dan Fates, Bills and the Bengals on Sunday. And we'll get you set for not your bets this weekend, your prop bets for the NFL. So many you could possibly make this time of year. Ariel Epstein now of Points Bet USA, the prop queen, will join us tomorrow. On the tap, on tap next year is on the block. Axeman next, QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.